Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey Nocho Prano. Hello, Andrew T. Ruther. A little rough start today for me. A little rough start. Rough start all around. I lost Wi-Fi for a bit. I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to tell Andy that I don't have Wi-Fi. He's just going to be like, Joe's dead. That's it. We got the Wi-Fi sorted. We had a couple of false starts, but here we are. Now, you don't have phone service if you don't have Wi-Fi? No phone service. I'm in a service li- phone serviceless area. Gotcha. Out in, the, out in the woods. Yeah. You think about bears? No, but apparently a mountain lion lives on our roof at night. Like someone's roof? No, this roof. Like I hear, thump. You do not. Yeah. Bullshit. How do you know it's a mountain lion? Because neighbors are like, enjoy the mountain lion that lives on your roof. And I was like, you serious? And they're like, 100%. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, could that thing kill you? Uh, Probably not. I mean, I guess technically it could, but they're they're not that big. I know. But. But I guess if it like got like. It got on top of you. Yeah, but no, not but yeah. It'd be like, could you get killed by a large cat? Probably not. What do mountain lions eat? I have no idea. What do cats eat? Mice and shit? Rodents? Well, birds. The mountain lion male. So the mountain lion is, is, is the cougar. A lot of people don't realize this. You sure it's not just a cougar chick? You sure it's not a cougar? Right? Couldn't it be a cougar? Could be. Okay, so the North American mountain lion. Because you see signs everywhere, right? For people who haven't been to California, you'll see signs on trails about, you know, beware of mountain lions. Because I know they can pounce on you. Yeah. You're right. They're not that big. But I don't know, man. They can get big. Male is 120 to 220 pounds. Female 64 to 140 pounds. I mean, the length of a male could be 7.9 feet. Female 6.7. I'm just saying. I mean, I guess it could kill you, but I'm saying you don't hear about that a lot. You don't hear about adults being mauled to death by mountain lions up here. Yeah. Kids, dogs, whatever. Well, I hope it doesn't maul you. That would yeah, not be too. good. That would not be good for the show, you know? No, it would not be good for the show. You got to be careful, though, because they, they like pounce. That'd be a bad way to go. Oh, yeah. I'd rather go like a legend in my sleep in the Dominican Republic, like Mr. Shoeless Joe Jackson himself, Ray Liotta. Yeah, man, that's really lost tough a, news. Lost a great one. Lost a great one last night. We did. Legend for sure. I, I I just found out before the show, and I was saying I'm really bummed. I'm gonna have to watch Goodfellas. 
Yeah. He looked good. That's what I'm saying. Obviously, these are early reports, but he looked good. 67. Yeah. Not too old. Hopefully, hopefully, if you arrive to the pearly gates, Andy, you know, St. Peter, whoever they say, was it Catholicism, Christian things, whoever greets you? Saint hopefully Peter. they say, hey, rookie, you were good. Yeah. Seriously, though. Between Field of Dreams and Goodfellas, amongst yeah. all the other great stuff that he did. But those are the two that we all know about. Two legendary roles. Yeah. That's tough, man. That sucks. Because he was filming a movie, too. Yeah. Which, again, makes me think, like, you would think his health was fine. It happens. Dead that's in your what, sleep. That's, what, that's not a bad way to go, though. In your sleep. Definitely. Reminds me of the Norm McDonald joke about his dad. He's in a better place now, Norm. He was asleep in bed. Now he's dead on the floor. Heart attacked him. Never heard that bit. Yeah. That's a- <laughs> He's in a better place. He had a sealer, sealy temperpedic. He's asleep. People want to know, by the way, people want to know on YouTube, is it a mountain lion or a bobcat? I don't fucking know. You can investigate. You don't investigate. I was told mountain lion. The only investigation I know is what was told to me. They said, good luck with the mountain lion that lives on your roof. I was like, excuse me. And then I thought they were joking. And they're like, no, we're serious. There's a mountain lion that lives on your sleeps on your roof at night or hangs out on your roof at night. So yeah, I know not, nothing. Well, look, I know nothing of, of mountain cats at all. If it's an adult, again, if it's an adult male, it's probably like 135 to 175 pounds. Females aren't as big, but still. I think it's a female. Are you just guessing? No. They're like, yeah, we see it. She's she's up there. We see her. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, what is she like the mayor of the town? Like, what is going on here? Everybody knows about this female mountain lion. What if she's non-binary? Yeah. We so, should not assume online and gender. No, genders. you shouldn't. You really shouldn't. Not in today's age. Canceled, 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 canceled. You can't assume anything. We can't. Andy, I don't even think. I mean, based on the Ricky Gervais thing now, like whatever, like let's just let's just never talk about transgender. Uh, anything no, ever I, I, I disagree. So so it's funny you say that. I started watching it. I haven't gotten to that part. I didn't watch long. I, I saw he's he's in the chopping block, although he's been on the chopping block forever. You can't cancel somebody who has a following. I don't think the people have realized that yet. You really can't. That's where you're on. Un- there are certain people who are uncancelable. Agreed. Well, in terms of just like being able to do it on their own or whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you have millions of followers. People want to hear what you say. You can't cancel me. The free market has dictated that. But I did see that they're going after him now. That they are going after him. They and I, them. I don't know if I said that correctly. Wild what times do you mean li- they, Andy. Wild times we live in, Joe. That, that's wild a, times. That's all I ever say. When when all this, I hear all this stuff. I just say it's just wild times that we live in, and uh, you know, you got you got to make the best of it. And if that's trying to survive with the mountain lion attacking you and 
dealing with that while you go to sleep, good luck to you. Yeah. My plan is just to go to sleep every night while it's still daytime and the mountain mountain light's not out yet. It's a good plan. What's the plan for the Miami Heat at this point? Bro, I like the NBA playoffs kicking my ass. Like I didn't even understand. Like I, I looked at it yesterday. I'm like, Boston's favored on the road. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, listen, I think that I think that the Heat could very easily win game six. And then, as we know, Andy. Anything is possible. So it's definitely one game at a time situation here. They've got to bounce back. They've got to win game six. I mean, when you say what's the plan for the Miami Heat, that's the plan for the Miami Heat. Do whatever it takes. Scratch and claw like a mountain lion climbing on my roof. Do whatever you need to do to get to a game seven. How do you miss 38 threes in one game? This is like the new thing. This is the new this is the new thing that's happening is we have these games and they started out last game incredibly slowly and this is the thing now it's like these NBA playoffs have been you'll watch a good game and then the next game you'll watch it like they're down 25 7 minutes into the game cuz they can't make a three but this game they bounce back after starting slowly. They're winning at halftime. Yeah. That was just, just kept boat raced in the third quarter. They were down 20 halfway through the third. They were up five at the half. Yeah. Like it goes like this. Yeah. I just think I don't I don't know what I don't know. Like I almost feel you need it's something psychological with them because they need to get some sort of Phil Jackson magic or whatever it is from a coach who knows how to tap into that psyche because they're not getting it right now. I don't know what they have to do. They could win game six. You're right. But damn, I don't have, I had them going to the finals. I don't have much faith in them right now. Let's just see. Boston currently eight and a half point favorites at home tomorrow. It's a big line. I'm going heat money line just for the value alone. Might put that in right now. Is and Tyler be, Hero playing? I don't know. Tyler Hero last night was looking like a fucking Grand Theft Auto Vice character, Miami Vice character. He reminded me of the guy with the glasses in Back to the Future. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Part of Biff's crew? He reminded me of a literal like... he. He reminds me of a guy standing behind a drug dealer on an 80s episode of Miami Vice where like the drug dealer is doing and he's just like kind of in the he's like one of the henchmen. Just like, yeah, we fucking sell drugs. It's an interesting move to dress like that when you're not playing, in my opinion. Yeah, because you're bringing all this attention to yourself while also not helping your team. Just saying. Just put on a suit, man. Pat Riley did not look happy. Alonzo no. Mourning did not look happy. Jimmy Buffett did not look happy. Did they show Jimmy Buffett? Yeah. I must have missed that. Jimmy Buffett, you know, I'm a big Jimmy Buffett fan. And, you know, I've had only only pleasant run-ins with James himself. But Jimmy Buffett's history as a Miami Heat fan is kind of amazing as well. I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, he got 
drunkenly kicked out of a Knicks Heat playoff game. And I was no, just I like, this I guy. I don't remember that. Unbelievable. Like just to be just to be a guy who's made fucking money. He's he he wrote a song about losing a salt shaker and he now has fucking restaurants and an entire brand around it. And he just gets a fucking blackout and goes and yells at NBA refs life goals. When did that happen? Like 90s? Yeah, probably or early 2000s. Is he the number one Heat fan? Because they're a newer I mean, franchise. I mean, him or like Mark Anthony. Oh, come on. You think Mark Anthony's a bigger fan than Jimmy Buffett? No way. On February, not a, not a playoff game. February 4th, 2001, Jimmy Buffett was ejected from the American Airlines Arena in Miami during a Heat Knicks NBA basketball game for cursing at referee Joe Forte, who didn't even know who he was. Good for him. You love it. From ABC News, Jimmy Buffett may not be wasting away in Margaritaville. I was just about he, to say a wasted away in Margaritaville joke. But he did waste his courtside seat at an NBA game on Sunday. The 54-year-old singer created a disturbance near the end of regulation during Sunday's Miami Heat New York Knicks show. I'm briefly stopping the game and getting kicked out of the arena. He was 54 back then. Yeah. Buffett, whose good time hit Margaritaville, launched him to stardom, was reportedly yelling, this is bullshit and other profanities from his seat just behind the baseline. He watched the rest of the game from the, the tunnel in the arena. I told referee Joe Forte, I said, do you know who that is? Said Pat Riley, coach of the Miami Heat and friend of the singer. I said, do you mean to tell you me you've never been a parrot head in your life? So that tells me, tells you where our officials are coming from. He thought I was insulting him. He wanted me. He wanted to give me a technical for calling him a parrot head. Pat Riley, Jimmy Buffett legend that's the dinner when people go oh you can invite fucking you can have dinner with three people i'm like pat riley jimmy buffett and i guess whoever else they fucking hang out with pablo escobar's nephew (laughs) fuck yeah Uh, the cuban guy who they probably have roll blunts for them yeah that's hilarious just slick back tan old dudes oh those guys have some stories He's a little guy. I'm looking him up. He's five foot six. Yeah. Yeah, I've yep. seen his van out in Montauk. He can stand upright in the back of his van because he's he's five six and he's got like the huge top sprinter van, like a fucking shower on the back. Estimated net worth six hundred million dollars. Yeehaw, man! And he's still touring. This is bullshit. Still touring. I didn't start a chain of restaurants based around a song where I lose a fucking shaker of salt so I can buy baseline seats. Watch you call a terrible basketball game. This is fucking bullshit. I would argue it's impossible to hear Margaritaville and not want to drink a margarita or a pina colada or some sort of fruity drink like that. Yeah. You, you hear that's one of those. You hear this song and you say, God damn, I want to make one of these. Yeah. If you hear boat drinks, you know, you want all those things. That was one of the spots. They had a Margaritaville. It probably doesn't exist anymore in Las Vegas when I lived there. 
like by Harris. Like when they we have do- a Margaritaville hotel in Palm Springs. Oh, they do. I wonder what that clientele is. Fucking drunk white people, dude. What are you yeah. talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know how Palm Springs is like a very gay city? Yeah. My point is, I don't see. I think it'd be too cheesy. Yeah. For most Tommy, gay bah- Tommy Bahama. It's like straight dudes. dudes. Yeah, yeah. 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 They have a hotel. Don't they have a Taco Bell hotel? Do they? In Palm Springs? I don't know. I think they had a Taco Bell themed hotel. Happy hour at the Margaritaville Hotel Pool. Wrap it up with a Taco Bell Hotel Pool dinner. That's the type of place where you're going to like if you're the women you meet is like a over tanned 50 year old white woman who's just been around the block a few times. Like she's going to give it up easily, but she's not going to be the best looking. Like She's going to look haggard. You should come back. You should come back to my hotel room. I'm staying in the cheesy gordita crunch suite, the Taco Bell Hotel and Cantina. I was talking about the Margaritaville place. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. The the taco the Taco Bell place. I feel like the I feel like the women at the Margaritaville are just women of guys in Tommy Bahama that are like, really? We're staying at the Margaritaville Hotel. It's like, yeah, babe, we are. You love margaritas. Yeah, I was correct. The Taco Bell Hotel and Resort in Palm Springs. Oh, this place looks like such a dump. The Bell is not, it's called the Bell, is currently not accepting reservations. The Bell. Such a dirty, such a dirty sports tangent that we're on. We're into the we're into the Palm Springs novelty hotel thing because the Miami Heat lost. And Jimmy Buffett was there. <laughs> I think that's why people listen to our show. Yeah, absolutely. Jimmy's got to make his way to fucking Boston, dude. Jimmy's got to get if if the if the Heat want a chance of coming back to American Airlines Arena, Jimmy Buffett needs to get on whatever the you know whatever his fucking boat is and get his ass up to Boston, pull that shit up in the harbor. Well, it's it comes down to the two Jimmys. Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Buffett need to step yep, it up. Exactly. They will save the heat. You can't be airballing threes. Did you see you think, that? Do, yeah. Do you think Jimmy Butler and Jimmy Buffett have a handshake? Do you think they have a Jimmy shake? I think those two for sure have kicked it. Yeah, for sure. Jimmy Butler likes hooting the blowfish. Yeah. He definitely likes Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett's Buffett. the kind of guy that sees Jimmy Butler coming down the tunnel. He's like, your name's Jimmy. My name's Jimmy. <laughs> you ever thought about being best friends? I'm friends with your I'm friends with Pat. You know, Patty, like Mr. Riley. Yeah, Patty Pete. Let's go. Come on down to my house. Be a couple of Jimmy's Jimmy dinner. Jimmy, we'll put we'll put old Patty in a Jimmy sandwich. What do you think they're making for that dinner? I'm thinking some shish kebab or something. Yeah. Cheeseburgers in paradise. Jim Butler's like, you really serving me cheeseburgers? He's like, you know, man. You know, it's great. I have no clue. We don't season it because we don't know how you take it. So you let me know if you need salt, salt, salt. 
I have no clue how Jimmy Buffett talks outside of his singing. So I'm just taking everything you're doing. And I'm like, that's how he is. It is. Doing well, it. I, you know, I've told the Jimmy Buffett story on this podcast sure. and many other of him fucking surfing next to me. He was just like, yeehaw, look at me, man. I'm surfing. Yeah. I really want them to win, though. Yeah. You want the heat to win. I just don't want Boston. If it's a Boston Warriors, uh, who do I root for? I was I'm talking not- to I was talking to Laz about this last night. I watched the game over at Laz's place. I said, I, if it's Boston Warriors, I'm like painfully rooting for the Warriors. Yeah, it, I think I might too. And and then he was like, you know, his his girlfriend was like, well, why wouldn't you root for the well, like Laz's team is the Warriors, and Laz is like, Joe hates the Warriors. I'm like, I actually don't, but. You know, and I was saying this to him. I was like, what's unfortunate is we have reached the point in sports media and sports social media and whatever where dumb, dopey idiots are out there being like, Kobe better than LeBron, five more than four, you know? And so I was just like, you know, it's stupid and it's terrible. And I hate that I even think about it, but like, you don't, as a LeBron stan, you don't want, the Warriors and the Curry and whatever to have four. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I I know what you're saying from that point of view. Somebody left a call about the Warriors, but I'm an idiot and realize that there's two. There's I think it's this one. Let's see. I cannot hear the call. You you can't hear it. Okay. Let's try this again. Which I'm assuming means that the fans cannot hear it. Correct. All right. Uh, well, he was rambling on. So let's get this is actually better. So the first 20 seconds weren't an actual question. Let's see if you can hear this. Which is probably the Warriors. I just finished watching the first half. And I have another question for you guys. Um, have you ever seen a team more annoying than the Warriors? I know the way they play basketball is fun and exciting. And they always look for the open shot and they play as a team, but oh my God, the moving screens they commit every possession never get called. They yell at the ref about obvious fouls. Like Draymond Green will straight up smack a guy in the face and then complain that it wasn't a foul. Um, so very annoying team to watch. Obviously, I think it's the most annoying team I've seen, but this is also coming from a LeBron fan. So all of his teams are disqualified and I know he has several insufferable haters. Um, but I just want to know how long you guys think their dynasty can last because I'm sick of it and I hope they lose every game until the end of time. Stay dirty. They're not as annoying as when they had Kevin Durant. Oh so if, yeah, that's for sure. So if you look at but, like an annoying scale, but also every, you know, the, the Draymond is the focal point of how goddamn annoying they are. Agreed. And so, you know, he just gets emboldened every year that he's in the league to be more and more annoying. So uh, I get it there. Yeah. They are an annoying team. It's, it's that that's kind of the thing about the warriors that makes them especially annoying is like you are in like, I don't want to call it a dynasty. I don't want to call it like even a mini mini dynasty or anything like that, but it's definitely an era. This yeah, is an era of the warriors. It's Spurs. It's Spurs. Yes. Um, it's very similar. And for you to be that good, that consistently and still whine is annoying. It's annoying to be like, 
always good and being like, whoa, is us. Why don't we get calls? And it's like, you guys get all the fucking calls. What are you talking about? Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, they're annoying. They're soft. Um, but I think that they could be good for a while because they're reloading in the right way. And I got to say, here's the other thing about, um, you know, a potential Warriors Boston um, finals is that kind of rooting for you hate, you know, you, you don't want Boston fans to enjoy themselves. Right. We, we like we're, we're all rooting against if we if you root against Boston, you're rooting against them because of their fans, not because their team. We sure. love Jason Tatum. We love, you know, Brown. We love we love a lot of guys on the like I, I say we as in popular basketball, like the the basketball audience at large. We we like watching those guys, right? They're they're fun. It's not their fault that they play in a cesspool of human garbage. We're rooting against their fans. We're kind of rooting against the Warriors fans too. But I gotta say, Steve Kerr the other day at the press conference, I appreciated his honesty and I appreciated his thing. It's like that makes me want to root for them a little bit more. Well, you're right on the fans. It's it's it all it all stems from the Boston fans. Probably the worst fan base. You would probably say Philly. I mean, overall, but overall as a sports city, Boston probably worse. But it's like one it's like when we talk about NBA playoffs matchups, it's like Eagles fans and Phillies fans. Like Eagles fans are far and away the best player on the field in that in that game. You know what I mean? But the strength, the depth of Boston's terrible fan bases from Patriots to Red Sox to Celtics. I got to imagine Bruins fans and hockey are hella racist as well. Um, I'd probably go Philly, but it could go game seven. <laughs> just And just so loud and obnoxious. Yeah. Uh, unbearably I, I think loud. What, I, yeah, I think what maybe makes, what maybe would give Boston an edge is like the ego that, that Boston now carries around for like having won championships somewhat recently. Yeah. For sure. As opposed to Philly who has like one Super Bowl and one World Series in you know 40 years or whatever it is. Yeah, I never thought of that. It's true. So they released the all NBA team this week. Mhm. And the most noting, the most noted fact would be the first team is all guys 27 or younger. Who is all NBA first team? Giannis, Luka, Jokic, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum. Love it for the league. You love it. Giannis was the only one to get 100% of first place votes. So three, not again, 27 or younger, and three of those five are foreign-born players. Yeah. Second team, which a lot of people think he should have been listed as a forward. Second team was Embiid, John Morant, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan. I approve of this message. Third team, Carl Anthony Towns, LeBron James, 
Chris Paul, Trey Young, Pascal, Siakam. I approve of this message. Yeah, I don't hate it. I mean, this, this is a tough one to argue. Yeah. So. I don't know who anybody is pulling as the snub. Again, from what I just saw briefly was the Joel Embiid. Should have been a be, forward on the first team. Had, yes, having to be listed as a. But he's a center. As a center. I, I mean, I'm in favor of front court, back court. I'm in favor of five players of whatever position. I agree. Well, the, the position has been, it's, it's so fluid at this point. But Joel Embiid is a five. Yeah. For sure. And so is Jokic. Even though, like, again, Jokic is a five. He also brings the ball up. Yeah. That's why I'm in favor of five, just to the 15 best players in the league. I agree. In, in order. I'm fine with that. But get rid of, not get rid of the positions. Yeah. yeah. Especially in the modern NBA that we live in. Right. They, they got to get rid of that. I, I completely agree. You got any big plans this weekend? Not really. Watching, watching some games. Watching some baseball, watching some playoff basketball, watching a little hockey. Nice. We're going to get to our hockey correspondent call here in a bit. Well, Memorial Weekend is the official kickoff for the summer. Have a summer. And what is the official way to kick off your summer, Joe Prano? I mean, I don't know what, what you're hinting at, but I know my official way. My official way is the same way I ring in the end of spring. It's a, it's a very easy crossover, you know? I usually say goodbye to spring with a Miller Lite. I say hello to summer with a Miller Lite. It's almost like I don't take a day off. Yeah. Just, but the taste changes ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. That perfect, original, light beer taste. That perfect golden Pilsner, Pilsner taste. Not, not in anything that they're doing in the factory, in the bottling. That's for sure. The recipe is the same. But it hits different. Summer beers hit different. A hundred percent. This summer, have more fun with the Beer Lovers Light Beer, the great tasting, 96-calorie Miller Light. I will be hanging with some friends this weekend, doing a little trip, and I know some cold Miller Lights will be flowing. My buddy has a pool. Is there anything better? I was just at my brother's last week, who is, shout out to him, a huge supporter of the show and a Miller Lite. And he said, I all, and he had one sitting by his pool. He said, I always had to have a Miller Lite when I'm sitting at the pool. No, nothing is better than a nice summer day, the cool pool and a cold Miller Lite. So next time you're enjoying, sorry. So next time you're getting ready to enjoy cold ones with your crew, go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. I'm going to give you a hot take here, Andy. Let's and now I know, I know a lot of people aren't coastal, but sometimes I think the coastal people even like have a, have a romantic relationship with the ocean more than or the, or I should say the non-coastal people almost sometimes have a more romantic because they, they only get to go so much pool beers greater than beach beers. That is an interesting take. What is the basis for this? Well, for one, 
you can drink your beer in the pool. Most oceans, they're like, no, the glass bottles at the burner. Plus, you know? Well, plus waves and there's, yeah, you know, sand and creatures and yeah, Mother Nature. But gonna have to have a couple pool Miller lights, maybe that, maybe even this weekend. What about you? You just reminded me, and I was talking to my buddy before the show about this. What about a Mediterranean? What about pool versus Mediterranean Sea, where it's not a major ocean, but it's the Mediterranean Sea? Yeah, I think I'm still going. I feel like you're in the Mediterranean or you're in the Caribbean or something like that. It's almost like it's almost like. Can I even get like a Miller Lite in Greece? True. You know. Yeah. Can I, can I even get a Miller Lite in the Cayman Islands? It's like, well, I don't even want to. First of all, I only want to go to bodies of waters. I want to go to pools. Or, or bodies of water with waves where Miller lights are served. So a lot of people out there are south of France folks and Greece. And the, you know, if I can't get barreled and I can't have a See, Miller that's light, interesting. That's, what I are we talking that, about? I find that, are you being for real? Like you really, you need waves. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're not into the, see, I, I dig the, the Mediterranean sea type vibe. It's like, I get it. But once you get the, once you get the surf bug, you're like, well, this is a waste. Look at this. Oh, look at this big body of water. I can't surf it. But it's relaxing. It's chill. Yeah, I'll relax by the pool. Okay. I mean, that's it's obviously everyone's own opinion. Water in general. I wonder how Jimmy Buffett would feel about this. You know, what would his take be? <laughs> I, I bet it. I just gotta be, be able to land my seaplane there. Yeehaw! <laughs> Fun fact: they don't let you land your seaplane in the Mediterranean, man. <laughs> Key West, though. We're gonna we're gonna hop in some NFL. We haven't done much NFL lately. I know you've had the shakes. I've I've seen your hands. Now we now before we jump into the NFL, we we didn't even talk about play a like blowout Mavericks win. Uh, you 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 you're the Warriors are going to the NBA Finals. There's nothing to be talked about. Yeah, you think so? They close it out tonight. Tonight it's yeah. over tonight. Tonight. Do you do you give you know we talked about Steve Kerr and his sort of press conference. Do you give any sort of do we get any of the like um you know, uh, 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 like what's the word I'm looking for? Do we get, do we give any sort of boost to the Mavericks due to, you know, like the emotional boost? Like if this thing happened in Texas and now we do, you know, we had Houston strong back in the day and whatever. I know it's a terrible way to look at, it, but also it's definitely, I mean, obviously it's a factor in the series for both teams. I mean, Steve Kerr's taking his entire press conference to talk about it. Sure. I don't weigh into it that much, to be honest. I don't know. I, I, I think that I think the series is over. Obviously, it's something that's on everybody's mind. I don't know if you saw Joey Votto did the same thing on his interview last night after the game. He said the same thing. He didn't want to talk, and he wanted to talk about the tragedy in Texas. So, obviously, you're seeing this in a lot of places. I just think the Warriors close it out. Okay. 
I don't well, want him to. Congratulations I, to you Mavs fans out there. Andy Ruther just gave you that blessing. Blessing. Now, a 3-0 deficit. Put his hand on your forehead. I bless you. They're not coming back from a 3-0 deficit. I say, saw it loud, say it loud and say it proud for the those Mavericks fans out there who need this, Andy. 100%. There's a zero percent chance of the maps coming back. Is that what you're telling me? That's how I feel right now. There's a zero no, you, you zero say percent it? chance. There's a zero percent chance the maps come back in this series. Okay. I Maverick, Mavericks fans. I'm rooting for you, obviously. Andy even kind of rooting for you. I am rooting for the maps. I'm 100%. doing I'm doing everything I can here for you guys. I make this is when you get this is when we always have gotten great results out of the Ruther curse. When we force him to make a but it's not a force. It, it's it's how I feel. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying when I when I when I force you to verbalize it exactly how we need it to be said. I hope I'm. I hope that I'm 100 percent wrong, and I hope that the Mavs do come back and win the series. But I think I'm going to be 100 percent right, and I have to think they close it out tonight in San Francisco, and then I just hope that the Heat can bounce back and take the last two games. I did see some reckless tweets about Luca. In terms of, I saw. I don't know. You know, it's things come across your timeline. Some cheddar dick was calling Luca empty stats, and you're James Harden, and I'm just like, you're a fucking idiot. I mean, there's there's actually, um, you know, there's there's the the deep basketball analytics that like no one in the last however many years has facilitated more points from his teammates than Luca has his playoffs. And it's just, uh, there's, I think there's some truth to the sort of um, desperation that Luca shows sometimes and feels like he only like their only chance is for him to do it himself. Um, but in terms of facilitating teammates, sharing the basketball, whatever. He does an incredible job. Um, he's exactly the kind of guy you want. Like you might, you might almost argue that like, it's funny because, you know, LeBron kind of gets killed over the years for like the, no killer instinct, blah, blah, blah. Luca, a very similar style of play. Yes. With a little bit more of the, the the drive and the thing to want to make the dagger play to want to be the guy who hits the shot and now he's being criticized by certain people as being a James Harden it's like it's just proof that doesn't matter how you play Luca essentially plays exactly how LeBron plays with the thing that people complain about LeBron missing which I'm not going to say is better or worse um, and still gets criticized. People are fucking stupid. Well, they just want to nitpick. They just can't appreciate great basketball, great athletes. And also just most of them don't understand the game. A hundred percent. Again, the, Kobe's the prime example. Just the prime right. example. That's he, he didn't play good basketball. End of story. And even guys who played with him don't understand that. I'm sorry or aren't vocal about it for some odd reason. But we do have a big NFL story. 
a surprising story that I was very shocked to see. Okay. Given the light of everything that's happened in the last six years, that Colin Kaepernick got his first actual NFL workout since the 26, 2016 season. Which is shocked. crazy, which is crazy, Andy, because a lot of people have told me that the reason Colin Kaepernick isn't in the league and the reason that no one wants Colin Kaepernick is because he was so, so bad in his last season and his QB ratio, QB rating was this and his touchdown to interception rating was this and he threw for 34 yards in a game and he's just so, so, so bad. That's why no one wants him and that's why he'll never be back in the league because no one wants him. So now... Six years later, without football at all, he suddenly returned to qualified to be worked out by an NFL team that a lot of people think are going to be good. That was a playoff team last year that gave the Bengals their best, one of their better games in the playoffs besides the Super Bowl and the overtime game. Well, I, here's my thing, as, as we know, when it comes to football, especially the NFL, they're not doing things for charity. They're not doing things. They're giving him a work, workout because they legit think he can still play. The, the end of story. Like any, I'll argue anybody with that. And to me, the fact that a team gives him a workout six years later because they think he can still play tells me once again. And I know we have fans who disagree with this and I don't care. And I think that you're dumb and probably racist, which is it to me that proves he's been qualified the whole time. And the only single reason he has not had an offer, a contract, a tryout or a, you know, preseason invite or whatever this whole time was his protest. It was blackballed and that was proven in the court of law. So he was, yeah. he was hundred percent blackballed. And I agree the, the, they're not, again, the Raiders aren't doing this. This isn't a publicity stunt because the NFL just doesn't do that shit. They don't have to. There's they're, they're the one league. This where, isn't Tim Tebow on the Mets. They're not trying to yeah, sell minor yeah, league jerseys. Exactly. Every, every game is going to be sold out in Las Vegas. Every game at that stadium is going to be packed. This isn't a this isn't a stunt. What this is, they have a new coach in Josh McDaniels. Your backups behind car are currently Josh Mullins and Jared Stidham, who they just traded for. Now, obviously, Stidham was on the Patriots. He has a prior relationship with Josh McDaniels, but it shows they aren't fully confident in these backups or they wouldn't and, bring capital. And, and I think it also shows that and and you can you can be the kind of person that said some dumb shit like this over the years, which is like, oh, he they figured out his style and that's when he fell apart and whatever. It's but like here's the thing. Do I think that Colin Kaepernick should get a twenty million dollar contract at this point? Of course not. Of course not. But uh Who's our guy on the fucking Saints? He's gotten twenty million. Taysom Hill. What's that? Taysom Hill. He's gotten to the contract fucking twice now. So 
are we saying even if they're confident in Carr as a starter, that that the Saints feel like they should have given Taysom Hill two big deals? And you can't have a version of that on the Raiders that's also a backup in Colin Kaepernick that can come in and run those kind of plays that he's not worth two mil? Yeah. Well, and that's not even what they'd offer him now because he's six years out of league and they just give him an open tryout. But the bottom line is this and only this, and this is the most important thing. He has been qualified this whole fucking time. And the only reason this is his first tryout is because he was blackballed for from the league for using his first amendment right to free speech. And if you are opposed to that, then you are anti-American, you're anti-freedom and you're very, very heavy, heavily likely just a plain old racist. Well, on top of that, or I should say, if you take all the politics or how you feel out of it, which is, I'm sure, what the Raiders... The Raiders don't give a shit. They just don't. Whether you're the Raiders or any other team, you want a guy who can perform. What can he bring to the table? And I'll tell you this much. Because it's like people forget. Guys, he was this close to winning a Super Bowl. Now, I know that was 10 years ago, 9 years ago, whatever it was. But you're talking about a guy with proven playoff-winning experience. A guy who by all accounts has been a good teammate. There's, there's nothing that's been negative about him. A guy who, if you look into it, both his two former coaches did vouch for him. We all know Harbaugh's obviously vouched for him a lot. He brought him into the swing the spring practice uh, for university of Michigan, but also even chip Kelly's vouched for him. So my point is you don't have negative feelings from former teammates, from former coaches, I think there's something to be said for that. The experience, especially come a guy who's played in the league, who's made to the Super Bowl, that does matter when it comes to a locker room. And again, they're not doing this. Mark Davis isn't doing this for. Because like, everybody says the the well the the other reason that you don't have him is he's going to ruin your locker room and it's going to be a distraction and it's going to be whatever. So even if you believe that which again, Tim Tebow got four contracts. Then you have to weigh the value of him potential. That that's the, that's kind of the main point is the Raiders aren't doing this as a publicity stunt and they're weighing his value to our team exceeds any potential press nightmare that comes with just having a million extra cameras in the locker room. And this is what I think. And I Even saw, though, as I've always said about this, like press nightmare situation, the NFL is so popular that the first preseason practice for an NFL team, they're giving away all their media badges regardless. Yeah. So a lot has changed even since he last played concerning. I mean, the cameras are always everywhere. It doesn't matter whether you're the backup alignment or the starting quarterback, it does like now it's even, it's even more crazy. I would say from my standpoint, the fanfare, if he made the team would be super heightened and people would care for like a week or two. 
And then again, maybe I'm wrong. I just don't think people give a shit. Like, like I, I just think it just turns into he's the backup and it turns, it just, it doesn't turn into a major story. I could be wrong. I just don't think people care. The, 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 there's so much going on, not nonstop. Oh, look over here. I'm a squirrel. Look over here. You, do you know what and I'm then, saying? And then, and then it'll, and then it'll, you know, uh, devolve into like your kind of typical whatever that happens like kind of across the wall. And it will be, a, it'll be a little bit different for him. His first preseason game when he sure. fumbles, you know, a bunch of guys in wraparound sunglasses who took their avatar picture in the front seat of their truck for some reason, uh, will be like, see, see, and, and everybody with a half a brain will be like, well, to be fair, he is behind the third team O line and just got yeah. destroyed. Yeah. But also if he didn't have the blood of, of slain police officers all over his fingers, maybe he would have held on to the ball. Blue lives matter. I, from a curiosity standpoint, from just a person who likes a compelling story, again, I, I, you, to me, I can take everything else out of it. I don't really give a shit. I hope, I hope he makes a team. I hope he makes a team, and I hope he, I hope he gets kind of, for not taking any of the stuff out of it. Not taking, not about being personal. I'm, I'm, and by the way, for the record, I shouldn't say that because that is part of it. Yeah. When I say that, like, I specifically want him to be on a team to be like, see, he's not more qualified now than he was for the last six years. Obviously, just given the nature of sports and athletics and aging in general, he's clearly the least qualified he's ever been to be in the league. So if he's qualified now, he's been qualified the whole time. Sure. And we can all agree that the one reason he wasn't in the league is because old white assholes blackballed him for using free speech in America. Well, it, it's, it's no different than you see corporations nowadays cater. And if you don't like it, move to North Korea. You see corporations cater to what I would deem the loud but extremely vocal minority, right? You, you see these corporations do that to appease, again, a loud but small minority. That's what the NFL did, truth be told. They bent their knee, the owners, the league, to a loud minority who at the end of the day... Are the last group of people that you should care about. And the, and, and the truth is, everyone was still going to watch. Yeah. Dude, at the end of the day, we all will still watch. But also the guy who's writing a letter, literally writing a letter, because that was the thing my owner, John Mara, said in his early and obviously so regrettable uh, statement on the thing. And I know a lot of other owners did it, too. But obviously, I'm you know, I, I, I know what my team said. We've never received more letters about any issue than about Colin Kaepernick. And that's why we would never sign him because our fans. And it's like the people you're concerned with the people who write letters. Do you think they're subscribe? You think they're watching the Manning cast? Do you think that they're subscribing to Sunday ticket streaming? Do you think they're watching the Amazon only broadcasts? 
Do you think they're participating in fantasy football? You think they're signing up for FanDuelOnline.com? No, they're having their son stand next to the TV, try to get the rabbit ears correctly. They mailed you a letter. You're 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 concerned with the least your that portion of your audience is literally dying. Yeah. And again, it goes both ways and it goes on both sides politically. And that's why I always argue. Why are you? Is it kowtowing? Why are you kowtowing to? Again, what I always deem the loud minority. It doesn't speak for the rest of us. I dude, I'm going to watch football. I, I have accepted it personally. I just accepted it. There are going to be people I don't agree with, or they do things off the field I don't agree with. Same way when it comes to music or acting or comedy. But I, I don't care at this point. I, I'm not sitting here saying. And I don't know if you remember, but Andy, I gave, I, I was boycotting the NFL. Do you remember the one off season where they said we're going to punish players? Who Neil? We're going to punish players who don't come out for the anthem. I sold Giants merch. I was boycotting, and then they said we're dialing that back. We're not punishing people because here's the thing: there it, you have to draw a line, and one of them is if you have a, a major American sports league that is as a com- as a comedian who makes a living giving my opinion on things. If you are going to punish people for having an opinion, I won't support you, but they dialed it back and here we are. Yeah. And, and, and again, I, I think that at the end of the day, he only gets this workout because they think there is a hundred percent athletic ability to play the position that they need that they're unsure of. And you are right. If he has this ability at 34 without playing in the league for six years, he's had it for the last six years. And that was proven in a legal lawsuit. So that's just end of story when that's concerned and we'll see how it plays out. And kudos to the Raiders for taking a chance. And uh, and unfortunately, there's revenue sharing, so they won't even singularly benefit from me buying a black Kaepernick jersey if they sign him. All the other shithead fucking teams will get money from that, too. No, I heard some chirping that this is a Mark Davis thing. I, and again, I don't know if it's justified and uh, I. Why, why would Josh McDaniels want to bring him in? And I'm like, I, I, hi, I disagree with that. I highly doubt Josh McDaniels. Well, is well, doing when jo- that. well, when Josh McDaniel was the offensive coordinator in New England, fucking Tim Tebow got an invite to camp, didn't he? And Cam Newton played and he was a running quarterback. Yeah. As well. And also one last thing about the Kaepernick situation I don't know how his motor skills are again at 34, as far as his running ability. We all know that was one of the things that made him so dynamic when he had those few great years in the league, like when he was early on, but they used Mariota in some packages last year doing that. Maybe there's a chance that McDaniels is saying the same thing. Hey, we did it last year with Mariota, even though I wasn't here. 
maybe he's not only just a backup, but we bring him in on certain set plays. That's what, or- I, that's what I just said about about Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is apparently worth twenty million doing that four plays a game. Kaepernick's not worth seven hundred grand. Yeah, so we'll see. There's other related Raiders news. The Raiders. John Gruden's lawsuit against the NFL is not being dismissed. So the NFL wanted it dismissed. Yeah. And it will not be dismissed. So I've read a few things on this. They're saying he's going in and he wants access to all those things. I believe it's called through the discovery. Yep. I actually just had to do this myself recently. I had to get a discovery of a police uh, dash cam, which you legally have the right to. Anyone who cares when, when you've been involved in anything. And that's what he's doing. Which again, what's in that? Well, I want to know. That's why they want it dismissed. And that's why what will happen, Andy? They're going to pay him off. Same way they paid off Kaepernick because they don't want us to have the information that he is asking for. Yeah. That's why he's asked for it. Oh, well, this has nothing to do with this case, but I'm going to show people what you said about this incident, about this, about Kaepernick, about this, about that. And they're going to be like, "Er, maybe we just give you a couple million dollars. He's like, okay, fine. You know what's amazing to me is that people still. But maybe, maybe we have John Gruden just a grinder. Maybe John Gruden's like, I'm not about the money. <laughs> I'm about taking you guys and holding you over the coals. It's amazing to me that people are still saying like malicious and stupid things, for lack of a better term, over email or text. Guys, do it over the phone. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like people don't realize like the shit you put out there is forever. I mean, what is on these NFL emails? Yeah. Because everybody else has forgotten. Everybody else has forgotten. This, This was the Washington football team. I think maybe, you know, John Gruden wants to be able to have that. He wants to show that for three full seasons um roger goodell signed off his email with the automatic signature hashtag fuck kaepernick i think that's you know that's the kind of thing he's going for it's like man, i think the whole world should know that right up until black lives matter started uh you had an auto signature that just said hashtag fuck kaepernick well the nfl is a prime example of talk about a pivot yeah like they're now siding with this side. Now they're siding with this side again, which is, which is why they've gone under the last few years, which is why ratings have dropped significantly, which is why almost nobody watched the Super Bowl. Cause don't forget hashtag get woke, go broke. That's why NFL ratings were in a just tailspin this year after they added end racism to their helmets and the, the, uh, the end zones. That's why the NFL is basically crumbling before our eyes. Get woke, go broke. 
Oh, wait, sorry. NFL numbers are higher than ever. And now Tom Brady will get $500 million for every word he speaks in the broadcast booth after because the NFL has never been more successful than it is right now. The NFL truly is such a brilliant business model that just, I almost feel like should be taught. Again, again, I'm, I'm trying to take everything out of it, but purely financials. Like just how they've orchestrated everything and how, again, at the end of the day, it's just all about the money. It's pretty fascinating. I, I think at least from, from that angle. Yeah. Now a sport that I do not know or do not know their financials is the NHL, but luckily we have a hockey correspondent and he's here to fill us in on what's going on everything at hockey so ryan giving us an update two calls so let's get to your weekly two calls, two calls for bracelets your weekly nhl update what's going on boys ryan clack calling in from Saskatoon, saskatchewan with your hockey update let's go rangers hurricanes a full disclosure i haven't been able to watch the series much but some quick notes Rangers tied the series up in game four. Carolina is now 6-0 and at home, 0-5 on the road this postseason. So the Rangers got to steal one in Carolina to win this. But they've got the man between the pipes to do it. Igor Shesterkin, who I know sounds like a Bond villain, but this guy is a brick wall. He's going to win the best in trophy for goaltender of the year and nominated for the MVP as well. Okay, moving on to the Battle of Florida. Not much of a battle, really, because the Lightning swept the regular season champ Panthers in four games of the Lightning's 10th straight series win. That's only been accomplished three other times in NHL history. Boys, this team might fucking freaky. That hasn't been done since the Islanders won four in a row from 80 to 83. They've got a hell of a team, but it really comes down to their goalie, Andre Vasilevsky. 49 save shutout in game four. Of the Lightning's last seven series-clinching games, he's posted shutouts in six of them. We're witnessing just an all-time great goaltender, building his legacy. Now, quickly on the Panthers, they were the highest-scoring team in the salary cap era since 2005, and they could only muster three goals this series. Yikes. Now, apparently, they went out to the strippers in Tampa after Game 3. Uh, game 3 and Game 4 were back-to-back. So, and uh, I guess they were out until, like, 3 a.m., which I actually don't mind the move. You're down 0-3. got to get the boys going somehow. But it uh, didn't work out for them. They're going home. Okay, I'll call back for part two. Wow. So is that known or is that Ryan's but, intel? Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's like, it seems like it's at least somewhat known by the in hockey crowd. All right, let's get to the second call and then we'll discuss. Tampa, solid strip club town. Okay, yeah. part two here. Let's talk Avalanche Blues. We've got some drama. Let's go to game three. Avalanche forward Nazem Kadri gets a partial break, goes for the loose puck and gets shoved by a Blues defenseman into Blues goalie Jordan Bennington. Bennington was hurt on the play and is now out for the series. Huge loss for that team because he was red hot. Now, Kadri has a bit of a history being a dirty player. He was actually suspended last year in the playoffs against the Blues for a hit to the head. So they already hate him. Now they hate him more. 
Uh, in my opinion, I don't think it was Kadri's fault. He was going for the loose puck, gets shoved, Blues feel differently. Now, Kadri did an interview with TNT in an intermission in that game, and it appears that Bennington tosses a water bottle at him. Just some petty WWE-type shit going on. Bennington has quite the fucking attitude on him, but uh, I kind of love it. Avalanche leads 3-1 to one now at the time I'm calling. Kadri had a hat-trick in Game 4. Okay, let's get to the Battle of Alberta. This is just going to be another Connor McDavid slurp session for me. This guy is just willing his team to win. The Flames have a better team on paper, in my opinion, but Connor don't give a shit. He's got 25 points in 11 games. Those are some Gretzky-type numbers. What we're seeing is sort of on the level of like LeBron James on the Cavs, like I said, he's just willing the team to win. I don't want to completely disrespect the rest of his team because he does have Leon Dreisaitl, who's kind of like the Messier to his Gretzky, the Yager to his Lemieux, you get it. Uh, he's been unreal as well, playing uh, with a high ankle sprain too. The Oilers lead the series three games to one, but uh, I don't think the Flames are going to go down easy. Okay, that's it for this week, and I appreciate the dirtball love from Matt for St. Louis. Stay, stay dirty. So the Blues now, I saw they, they won, so it's now 3-2. You know what's crazy? He's talking about like things that you would know. Everybody would be like, oh, yeah, I know this. I'm a hockey fan. I literally know nothing. I haven't watched a second. Not even a second. I told you I, but the the and I was telling Laz this last night. My basketball fucking gambling is off the rails this postseason, so I've switched over to hockey. I'm like, listen, if I'm gonna get killed in a year, not killed, but not winning in a year where I in in a sport where I know everything, maybe I should fuck with a sport where I don't know anything. So I've been heavy on the hockey, Rangers. All of my friends and family from home, especially going to high school in Connecticut, big hockey fans, big Rangers fans, you know, whatever. So I've watched I watched a lot of Rangers games when I was home there. Been watching the Rangers, Connor McDavid, the Connor McDavid show. I mean, now that we started talking hockey, I mean, Kyle Aronofsky sent me a post, uh, uh, a text or a message the other day saying essentially went with our plumbers and uh, post office men line. He said, Gretzky was going against goalies that I, Kyle Arnowski, am better than Connor McDavid, GOAT. I was like, oh, these are bold claims. Um, so the Connor McDavid show has been, been fun. Um, I haven't watched any of the Florida series, and obviously now it's over. Um, but I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for a Rangers, Oilers, because then we get the McDavid, just the Mark Messier cup finals. Now Gretzky did have a run with the Rangers at the end, but it would be more the Messier cup, you know, Messier would have to be presenting that to the winning team. That's what I'm rooting for, Andy. I know it'll be a tough, tough go to get even for the Rangers to get through this series, then to potentially get through a, you know, buzzsaw of a is, lightning. And is then this the second round, this is the second round that shows where I'm at. We're talking about yeah, hockey, so, right? So, so this, is, this the, is hockey, right? The Lightning are on to the conference finals, and they've won back to back. Correct. Okay. I, you know, it's, it sounds cool, <laughs> and it's funny. I always watch hockey, and I make fun of 
because it's insane. My favorite thing. And I, I just like every time I watch hockey with my friends, I do a bit about it. Like I just riff on it the whole time. The second the whistle goes off, if anybody moves in the direction of the goalie, a small bar brawl breaks out and guys are just punching each other in the face. But now you look at it, the St. Louis series turned on its head by their goalie getting hit after, after a whistle or after a save. Yeah. Well, it's one of the few sports that everybody wakes up and said, this day I chose violence. Isn't that the saying? <laughs> Today I chose violence? Yeah. It's not this day, is it? <laughs> no, no. It's today, right? I love that you're going to finally figure this out. What, what do you think you'll get right first? This or that the website is called OnlyFans? You're like, fans no. only? No, I, I finally learned it. it's OnlyFans. <laughs> is that still a thing? Are we still doing OnlyFans? Yeah, I think so. People are still doing that? How many women didn't go back to their regular job who went OnlyFans during the pandemic? Definitely, I would say thousands, right? And just like, this is this is a cash cow. It's amazing how many horny dudes are out there willing to pay. It, I mean, it, it blows my mind. Like, I'm a horny dude. I'm a man. Dudes are horny. I'm a man. I'm 40. But the subscription-based site, I just never understood. Like, I would love to see a deep... I've never understood it either. But while we're talking about it, don't forget, Dirty Sports is on Patreon. My Venmo's open at Joe Prano. Joe's like, I have my cameo. You guys need any birthday shout yeah, outs? I have been, I've actually been quite enjoying the cameo. Thanks for that. Thanks for that early plug, Andy. There you done go, a couple, man. done a couple graduation cameos, some birthday Ooh. cameos, did a Mother's Day cameo recently. I got to tell you this. I got to tell you. You want something. a cameo? I'm on, I'm on cameo and I love doing them. They're so fun. I, I should lower my price, but I'm not gonna. I got to tell you. I just raised it. I got to tell you a wild graduation story that just yeah. happened. So I'm getting it into it. With my older brother about graduation party. He claims, and who knows? He claims he never had a graduation party. Okay. And I'm like, there's no fucking way I had one. My little brother had one. Mom and dad had to have done them for all five. And I, and, and I said, I was even joking with another brother. It's basically a way just to get money. It's like a cash cow. Yeah. Right, you have a graduation party, and my brother's doubling down. No, I want evidence. Blah. I was like, dude, as we're going through everything at mom and dad's house, I just found all my cards and the announcement. You know, my mom would keep things. He's like, no way, no way, and I'm so annoyed. And I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open up this bin that I just found. It's in my room, and I open it up, and to prove it, I'm like, I'm gonna grab one of my uncle's cards. And I open it up and it's dated May 18th, 2000. I open up the card. There's a crisp $100 bill in there. No way. Dude, wild. Crispy. Old school 100 too. Oh, it's an old school, like, like straight from the bank. And I'm like, what? And, and then my brother thought I was lying. And I sent him a screenshot. I had a $100 bill from my uncle that was sitting in that envelope for 22 years. That's amazing. That's amazing. Isn't that wild? You know how much it would be worth if it had been sitting in the bank for 22 years? 
more than a hundred dollars. Yep. I don't think I'm gonna spend it. I haven't yeah. spent it yet. It's a blast. I, it's a blast I, I, bill. I yeah, I almost feel like this was like a thing that was supposed to be discovered. And now I need to go back and I didn't that day. I feel like I should open all the old graduation cards. Was I just leaving cash out there? Probably. Kind of wild of you. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that happened. But here's what's crazy. This was in a bin underneath my parents' bed, too. Like this thing had just been sitting there for 20 plus years. Just but just a crisp one hundred dollar poor bill. uncle, too. Writing you a card and giving you cash. You're like, not opening it. Fuck you. <laughs> Probably just says, congratulations. Get fucked. Thanks for buying the card. I know. It's crazy, man. You didn't even fucking read it. I wonder if you. Fu- so like we always had to do. We always had to do thank yous. Or right? if you Remind- put a fucking treasure map in there, you know. By the way, here's the here's a, a, a map to my life's fortune. I buried it behind my house. I wonder if I send him a thank you. <laughs> like, did I give him a thank you? Now I'm like debating the whole thing because on the other cards I had, I I had to have been doing thank yous because on other cards I had money written. Does that make sense? Because a lot of people probably gave cash. Like on the outside of the card, it's like fifty bucks. 25 bucks, whatever, which means I probably was writing that into thank you. Thank you for the $25. Yeah. I'm going to send him a thank you 22 years later. You should. This is my mom's brother who's a farmer who literally, my family is Joe Trevor. He's the assistant coach in Waterboy. You wouldn't be able to understand him. You really wouldn't. If I took you to his farm, you'd be like, hey, Uncle Richard. He'd be like, damn it, damn it, damn it. You're coming out here. That's literally how he talks. But right? not, not ever give me a thank you, no. <laughs> I'm not exact like I for once, I'm not even exaggerating. You would not be able to understand him. No teeth at all. If his dentures aren't in, like not a single tooth. Like has been a farmer his entire life. He's probably in his late 80s. Still farming. He's, he's been a farmer only. <laughs> dude i mean I to like, get a website for the family dude this is but how farmers only <laughs> this is how redneck he is and i love him by the way for the record this is how redneck he is he would like take us around this is my uncle who offered me red men when i was like eight and my little brother was five yeah and go put some hair on our chest there, Dennis. He's always called me Dennis, Dennis the Menace. He would address my cards, Dennis the Menace. And go put some hair on our chest there, Dennis. You boys want some char? He'd be driving around his farm, and he called beers frosties. He'd be like, "Boys want a frosty?" On his own farm, driving in his truck, he'd finish it throw the beer can out the window on his own property. We're like, did this guy just litter on his own property? What kind of redneck shit is Fuck this? them kids. <laughs> Your kids? Oh, man. Good memories. Okay, so we have a few calls I'd like to get to. 310-359-8365. Here's a blast. 
Here's a bug calls. Here's a blast from the past. First time caller, long time listener. Listen to this question. It's Adam in Columbus, a uh, long time listener, but first time caller. Uh, this is kind of in reference to a couple episodes back when you guys were talking about your favorite dirty sports memories, and I had a couple that I don't think you guys mentioned that I'd like to bring up. Uh, the first one is Does Chabelli Know? Uh, it was one of my favorite segments, and I love chirping Chabelli on Twitter about Gonzaga, and I just love chirping him, so I'd love to get a kind of an update on that, maybe if you could. Uh, the second one being the Dirty Sports College. I know in the past you guys thought about picking a college to quote-unquote represent dirty sports, so I was wondering if maybe that could get a revival. I'm an Ohio University grad, and I'm sure Andy's got a couple crazy stories down there maybe, so love to see maybe a reboot of that. And then the final thing is what happened to two trays? That was when I first started listening to Dirty Sports, so I'm trying to pinpoint the kind of date of when I started, and two trays was just a crazy story that maybe you guys could rehash. So uh, stay dirty and – Condoms are for Ohio State fans. Those are the worst kind of people. Thanks. Well, let's start from the top. I agree. Dutch Belly was an all time. We should have. We should run back Dutch Belly now. We should call. We should get Chabelli on the phone. Let's get. Let's get Chabelli to zoom in for a. What does Chabelli know now? <laughs> Shabor, you gotta. You gotta retell that story. I know you told it where he wasn't there. And I played the clip of Mike Tyson and you said and he you said were, Muhammad Ali and you said you were driving and I, I was on the 101 like outside of like fucking I don't know Lompoc or outside of like fucking wherever so on, coming back from the Bay. Yeah. Coming back from the Bay was probably in like the Solvang area on the 101 middle of nowhere. I almost ran the car off the road. I like I lost control <laughs> of the wheel for a second. I like passed out momentarily and woke up and was about to plow through some farmer's fence, plow through your uncle's fence. I got me an enterprise Hyundai Elantra. This guy talking, this guy's unconscious talking about Muhammad Ali. But remember how many times he missed. Dude, how many snaps did you get sent DMs your way? R. Kelly's ignition remix, dude. Unreal. He missed it like five games in a row. Yeah, it just became. Does Shabelli remember last episode of Does Shabelli now? The amount of times he missed Dennis Green's. We are who they thought they are. Oh my god, that that was an all time game. Yeah, like all time. So the two tray story. Two trays. Which is crazy. Do you remember what happened? We, RIP Rabble, had a right. contest where a dirtball won a trip paid for by Rabble to stay at my apartment with me. Which he which did. Is, Spilled a milkshake on the floor. Went to Guns N' Roses at Dodger Stadium with you. Which uh, That's what I'm saying. Like, like hold on. Woke You're kind up of- the next day, chose violence, <laughs> went no. to Barstool Sports. No, no, no. you're going way too quickly so he wins the contest which is pretty crazy to think so okay a dirt ball is going to be sleeping on my couch whatever like that's kind of how we work so yeah 
I was already going to go to Guns N' Roses when they did their reunion tour. I hadn't been touring for like 25 years. I'm going to go. You weren't in town. So he was missed that one, by the way. That was I I can't I should have I should have gone to Guns N' Roses. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. So I take a guy who knows no Guns N' Roses songs, which is two trays. We go none of the 30 girls that he had sex with had introduced him to the Guns N' Roses. That was another all timer. You you say you almost 33 girls. You you say you almost wrecked your car in Shabelli. I was driving down Venice. And I'm about to make a turn and he straight up out of nowhere says, how many girls have you had sex with? I've had sex with 33. I almost plow my car through a, a homeless guy's shelter, like a homeless guy. Like, did you stutter? Were you trying to say three? I've had sex with three. Who has somebody how many girls they've had sex with? And, and then, then proceed- just offers up 33. Weird, weird move. The Photoshop dirt ball. The 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 like borderline socially inept Photoshop dirtball has somehow found third. Like, did, did, are you paying for this? But let's not forget how many of them were you related to? <laughs> let's not forget. Do you remember when he came to the comedy show at the hostel? No. Was I there? Yes. So we do the comedy show. And then we smoke some weed in the parking lot. I don't know if you remember this. Then we went to Plancha Taco. Okay. He could not function. Like, I could barely get him in my... I don't think he'd ever smoked weed before, or I don't think he'd smoked Cali. I've actually smoked it 33 times. We're like, I don't think you have. You're not acting like you have. He was like comatose. This is how long ago this was. This is before Tokoya Organica. This is when I was still going to Plancha. Yeah. And we went for some late night tacos and he could this is not. before you tried to bankrupt Tokoya Organica and then became a Tokoya Organica regular <laughs> fact. <laughs> and the night it was actually when he had just told me the girls he had slept with the 33 girls, it was we were coming back from in and out. That was when he somehow magically, I don't know how he did it. He managed to spill a milkshake like across the carpet so here's an update he is currently the graphic design i'm looking at his twitter we still follow each other he is still the graphic design and photographer for tennessee football so good for him wow and he was like the barstool nebraska kid for a while i think for a quick minute i don't think that was long right still hurt not as much as the fact that I went to Denver and didn't see Bo Blaha, and all he does is tweet about fucking Barstool Sports. A2 Blaha just stabbed in, stabbed in the gut. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I think he was bullied into going to Barstool, for the record. Who was? Two, Two trays? By, by a toxic, dirty sports fan base. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think you guys kind of bullied him. Even though you guys, what is this? You people. So, by the way, to answer the call question, that that concert, I want to say was like June 2016 when he spilled the milkshake. 
which I bet those stains are still in my old apartment because God knows they didn't clean it. What a, what a great all-time 30 sports memory. Speaking of that, here's another question revolving uh, some ideas for the, uh, the Dirtball fam. Oh, where is it? Is this here? Okay. Hey, boys. Uh, Crazy-eyed Sam Bradford here. Um, just curious if you guys have any Dirtball meetups coming up. Um, I think it'd be cool to have one in Vegas, maybe for your thousandth episode. Or maybe back from March Madness and bring Maddie Goldberg over. Um, and then while we're there, we could get two birds stoned at once and get a shitty Hotel Vegas room and do our boxing matches. You know, there's the Tyler on Tyler, Arizona dirtball crime. Um, that one guy last episode who wants to fight for his county title. And I personally want to fight Yolo. the Joker. So let me know what you oh. think. Um condoms are for Arizona teams and as Arizona fans we're just used to being disappointed wow so he wants to fight when we're our, what what episode are we on right now 835 so we got 104 episodes in a year right so we're still we're still a year plus away from a thousandth episode yeah. now I don't want to say anything but Joe and I discussed a couple possibilities for dirtball meetups before this show yeah. And I'll be in Vegas, by the way. I'm doing a week in Vegas. I think I did I tell you this? No. Anyway, when I was in New York, I, I auditioned for the what I, I would say is inarguably greatest comedy club in the world, the comedy cellar, and got passed and will now do a week at the comedy cellar in Vegas in August. I believe it's tentatively the week of August 29th. They go Monday to Sunday. So I'll be there for a whole week. Oh, uh, nice. Well, but, I knew you but, I knew you were auditioning. But I will I will confirm that when the dates are confirmed. But if any dirt balls need a reason to go to Vegas, that'll be right around. I mean, what 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 day does uh football start? It'll be pretty close to week one starting. Week one starts September eighth. The Raiders are away, unfortunately. But uh, it looks like I will be there when confirmed. From August 29th to September 4th. That's great. I, I look, I like the Vegas idea. Like I said, Joe and I kind of discussed some stuff loosely to, to have a, uh, a dirty sports meetup. I think regardless, we might have to get Randy Ruther. Randy. I like the Goldberg Vegas as well. Yeah. Yeah, we should we should do a Vegas meetup. I was thinking it's funny he called and left that. I was literally thinking about Vegas the other day. And and Randy Ruther is in Arizona, where this year the Super Bowl will be along with they always do that golf tournament the same weekend. Like, are they gonna move it? Or are they still gonna do the golf tournament in Phoenix the same weekend as the Super Bowls in Phoenix? That'd be wild, dude. Yeah. It's the greatest week, greatest single weekend in the history of that. State, how many beers do you think Randy will have that weekend? Randy, Randy will be like sober by then. He'll have so, he'll have so much, he'll have had enough like bad experiences between now and then where he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm taking the year off. No way, yeah. Especially, I predict a week, I predict a week one Bengals game 
Randy Ruther gets so drunk, he has to take he has to take a sabbatical. Well, they play. I think they open with Pittsburgh. Yeah, they do. I mean, I mean, look, they should be really good. It's just so competitive, right? Like this year's season, I've never been more excited for a football season, especially with one conference. Dude, the AFC is wild. I'm, I'm, I've never been excited for the second half of a season. First half of the season, Odell will probably still be out. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Are the Rams going to re-sign him? I don't know. I'm assuming that a lot of teams will wait and see how he's doing physically. I just saw him on Instagram or TikTok or something the other day shooting hoops. A little leg sleeve on. So he's moving around. Yeah, it should be a fun season. Okay. Sign with the Raiders. <laughs> dude, if they sign Kaepernick and Odell, I'll, fu- I'll fucking get season tickets, dude. You're not going to eight games in Vegas a year. No, no but I'll way. sell a bunch of them. Yeah, well, I'm no longer a Charger season ticket holder for the record. The Chargers. Uh, so oh. na- have you given up your Chargers fandom entirely as well? You're just you're fully a Rams fan again. Well, I, I, I like I mean, I like Justin Herbert. I wasn't diehard Chargers. I, I moved. You bought a Chargers sweatshirt. I did. Yeah. Or to a Bengals game. That was more for trolling. The Bengals emailed me about season tickets. So maybe I'll be a Bengals season ticket holder. Whoa. I'm kidding. This AFC convert. They did email me though. Cause I, yeah. since I bought those tickets to the chargers game last year. Is there anything that can make you a Bengals fan again? We'll see. <laughs> Look at this guys. <laughs> Look, at where, <laughs> Look at where we are. Somewhere. Somebody's going somebody somewhere. In the middle of a uh, North Scottsdale living room, somebody is yelling, Randy. You know what? You know what has changed for me? Like, I don't get no, like Randy like, is somewhere w- literally watching this live kid. Can I get a motherfucking who day? His wife's like, can you fucking relax? Uh, it is. It is 1130 on a fucking Thursday. Dude, and all, Andy and all, Ruther has opened the door. Can I get a hoodie? And seriously, the, what what the Reds did? I was saying this to my brothers. I was like, I don't like what their ownership did. The Bengals has never come close to it. It's like the Reds were so bad. It's that. It doesn't mean I'm just like diehard Bengals. All I'm saying is like the Bengals never have come close to doing anything like that. That's all I'm saying. I've never seen like anything. So stop. I've never seen anything like that in my entire life. What the Reds ownership did. So whatever. I mean, it's it's. I've always liked Burrow. It's tough not to like Burrow. Yeah. But but they'll be good. You know, it it it'll be fun. And yeah, I would go to a game with Randy Ruther. I've already said that. I can't wait for him to text us. He gets. So- fucking turnt. He's got a Bengals tattoo. Wife somewhere going, it is noon on a Thursday. Why did you just kick a hole in our living room wall? Can I get my foot out of the wall and get a fucking hootay? Are you drinking right now? He's like, fucking A, right? Your prediction is going to be by the end of the weekend, not the first Bengals. Andy's back. Randy's back. I didn't say I was back. 
I just said, uh, all I said was, uh, I'm not, I'm not a charger season ticket holder now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun out of control. All right. That is our show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the dirty sports. Give us a ring. 310-359-8365. I'm at Andy Ruther on Twitter. Joe is at fix your life. I'm at fix your life on Twitter. I'm at Joe Prano on all other things. I'm on Venmo at Joe Prano. I'm on cameo JoePrano.com for shows. Be down in San Diego uh, at Josh Nelson's Candy's Boom Boom Room show uh, Wednesday. I believe it's the seventh, first Wednesday in fucking June or whatever it is. Maybe second Wednesday in June. But let me look. Second Wednesday in June 8th, Candy's, Candy's Boom Boom Room, because uh, I'll be down there for the Mets Pods series um so come out to that come out to the mets game the night before on tuesday at petco i'll be there um shows in and around los angeles coming up you can always go to joeprano.com and then you know put pencil put it in pencil but put vegas on your calendar come see me in vegas yeah let's get let's get the fam back together let's do it guys enjoy your holiday weekend we will be we'll be back on monday right yeah Okay. Why wouldn't we be? It's a holiday. Well, you you tell me. If you want to do Tuesday instead, we can do it. Andy. Okay. We'll discuss. We'll discuss yeah. off air. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Celebrate responsibly. And as always, stay dirty.